This is The Playbook. My takeaway is interesting um, because one of the things I'm trying to get people to do in my life is to be grateful. Uh, Great gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and effective communication are the four core values of my personal and professional life. And I'm always challenged uh, myself to you know, understand why I forget to say thank you or why I forget to look at things uh, in the light, the love and the lessons in which they're provided to me to protect and promote me. And I'm always challenged to figure out how can something that's so easy, something that takes 0.1 seconds, something that's free to do, and something that is proven in every religious text I've ever read, in every spiritual text I've ever read, in every philosophical text that I've ever read, and from every world thought leader that I've ever listened to, heard, talked to, every single one, not missing any single one, metaphysics, quantum physics, physics, every science books talk about the exponential impact of gratitude. And yet, I sit here perplexed uh, on my journey, which has lasted here now 17 years in a different trajectory of abundance and of faith. Uh, You know, I am an intelligent being having a human existence. And I talk about intelligence as intellect, intuition, and inspiration. Other people may say they have a spiritual uh, existence in a a human journey. Uh, I believe intelligence is a better uh, definition nowadays with intellect, intuition, and inspiration, uh, aggregating or defining, uh, that intelligence as we move into an age of what people define as artificial intelligence. I just think it's another intelligence that can be utilized to expand, grow, and accelerate what we want. And with all of this intelligence, with all of this intellect, intuition, and inspiration that I live with, I can't understand why I have such a challenge to do something so easy as to say, thank you. And then I received uh, one of the greatest takeaways that resonated with me, and it keeps on resonating with me at the deepest level. And it is something like this. It's what's easy to do, unfortunately, is easy not to do. That simple. What's easy to do is, unfortunately, easy not to do. And that's why so many people are challenged with saying thank you, including me. That's why by tonight, half of us won't say thank you. By tomorrow morning, another half of us won't say thank you. And within three days, almost all of us will stop saying thank you before we go to bed and when we wake up, even though every single source of intelligence, intellect, and intuition tells us the power and the impact of gratitude. But yet it is so easy to do, 0.1 seconds and free, that unfortunately, it's easy not to do. And so I started to pay attention and give intention into the things that are easy. I focus in on the things that are easy. I give five levels of intention. I do the things that are easy. I say the things that are easy. I think the things that are easy. I believe the things that are easy and I feel them as well. And the more habitual I am at that by utilizing a consistent, persistent pursuit of that easiness, as I utilize the mathematical environment that we live in, that all energy aggregates, accelerates, and compounds upon itself, all energy being money aggregates, accelerates, and compounds upon itself, or behaviors, good behavior accelerates, compounds, and aggregates upon itself, and so does bad. And when I am heightening my awareness by paying attention and giving attention to the easy things to do that have the greatest impact on my life, they now fortunately are not easy not to do. 
And so I'm using all of what is given to me in the realm of attention and intention to create the coincidences, the coinciding of abundance in my life and empower others to do the same. Very simple takeaway. It's if it's easy to do. Unfortunately, it's easy not to do. That's my takeaway for the week, uh, Jake. And I'd love to hear someone else share theirs as well. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. I'm going to start inviting some more people in here as well. So thanks, Jake. Dave, we actually got a special guest. We have Marissa here, who's actually Dave's daughter. Welcome, Marissa, to the clubhouse. What's your takeaway of the week? Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Dad. Um, my takeaway of the week is to ask for help from people sitting in the situation you want to be in. And I've just really seen the power of it, especially this week, as I've been asking for help um, just from everyone on the team in general. Like, I think I've sat on the call with maybe three different leaders on the team to ask, like, how do I do this? How can I be better at this? Or just listen in, um, even on your own calls, Jake, and see what you do and, like, how you accomplish things, um, as well as, like, when I'm taking on a new task this week. I just noticed like calling and making sure that I know like every minuscule detail um, will just make sure that I'm like leaving less room for error and just mitigating that risk in that sense. And why do you think it is, Marissa, that especially so many young people are afraid to ask for help? I spend an enormous, enormous amount of time asking people to ask me for help and asking people to ask other people for help. What do you think it is? And, and, I, and you're not alone, right? When people ask mm-hmm. me what, what I would change uh, or tell myself at, uh, you know, 15, 25, 35, 45, or what I tell myself today at 55, and it's always those three words, I would have definitely remind, remember and recollect to ask for help, to know that I'm building a community of people who want to help each other and know people who can help each other. Uh, and, you know, that is the way that we accelerate and aggregate uh, our own uh, elevation and others elevation as well. Why do you think it is that it's so scary to ask for help? I think that a lot of people are afraid of like bothering um, their supervisor in that sense. And it, it's actually really funny because you're my dad. I can literally call you at any time of the day and I know you drop anything to answer me. Um, but when I first started working with you, I remember I was like nervous to bother you and you had to tell me, you're like, I want to help you. Like, please call me anytime. You're never bothering me. I want you to grow. I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing how that business relationship changes. I will tell everyone as well, one of the other things that was really humorous to me in the relationship change when you're working with your uh, family member, uh, you know, normally during the day, everybody uh, is looking to make sure that, you know, I'm catered to uh, making sure the efficiency, <laughs> the effectiveness. And the first time Marissa and I went to I was speaking in Barbados and uh, I looked at her and I said, hey, can you go down to the front desk and do this? It was like a a, a, a cat in the, in the headlights. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, that's your job. You're supposed to go down because her only experience with me at hotels was when we were on vacation, when I catered to my family and now she had to cater to me. But thanks Miss, for being vulnerable. And I know uh, sharing with others helps uh, as well. And thank you for Jake for bringing up Marissa. Jake, who's thanks. up next? Thank you. Love you. Love you. Thank, thank you, Marissa. Yeah, let's bring up Willie. Willie, welcome to the clubhouse. If you can unmute yourself and share. Good your morning. Hello, gentlemen. I appreciate both of you. Um, <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. What's up? What's up? Uh, my takeaway this week is getting back to the basics. 
truly, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, we spend a lot of time focusing on what we're not doing or implementing or what the next big thing is. And for me this week, it was like, hey, let's take some stock and and recollect what's what's got me here. And, the, and one of those big things is face-to-face meetings and the community and energy and engagement that you get by putting yourself in a room, setting up meetings, just getting that energy and putting the power of the relationships that you already have versus always seeking the new stuff, which is not to say that you should disregard always looking for new stuff and, and new relationships, but you know, you can, you can turn your desk over and find, for me, I can turn my desk over and find five deals that have already been in the hopper. So it's just focusing on the people that I know, going deeper, setting up meetings, getting face to face and, and using that power and energy to make more money and have a lot of fun. <laughs> and help more people, that's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Will, you bring up a really good point because, you know, we were just talking about asking for help. And there's four ways that we ask, right? In person, on the phone, via email and media, traditional and social. Um, and asking for help is finding people who sit in a situation that you want to be in or finding people uh, that have open minds, open hearts and open hands. And a lot of times uh, we don't focus in on the people uh, that we already have established. And, you know, I see this, uh, especially in our business and our life today, where there's so many options, opportunities, touches of favor that we're missing the obvious. You know, we're, we're so excited by the new shiny coin that we forget about the most valuable coins that we have, the existing relationships that we have. And, you know, in our own uh, community, it's so important that we continue both to not only make new relationships to grow our community, but to nurture the relationships that we already have built and grown as well. And uh, time is, of course, for me, a critical component of that to make sure that seven days a week, every day, uh, that I'm consistent and persistent in the pursuit of the potential of the size, scope, and skill of the community of open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed people. And I'm just uh, grateful that you're part of that community and that you're showing up a lot in my life uh, lately in person, on the phone, on Clubhouse, and other places. And uh, it really has made a difference to our community. So thanks, Will, for joining us. Jakey, Bakey, thank you, brother. Great takeaway for everyone uh, to improve upon. And Jake, why don't we keep on learning here by having people uh, give us their best resonation of the week, meaning that which resonates with them, the lesson of the week, the takeaway of the week. Next up, Dave, we got Mike. Mike, if you want to unmute yourself and welcome to the room, what's your takeaway of the week? Awesome. Sweet. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, My takeaway is understanding the value of knowing what you're doing now and what you're doing next, um, which is also allowing me to make decisions quickly to progress and learn more faster. Been a huge takeaway this week. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) <laughs> I love it, Mike. Uh, <laughs> what a great takeaway, man. Talking that fast, you must get a lot done because uh, you don't waste any time. So uh, what I heard you say is that your takeaway is how important prioritization is of knowing what to do now and knowing what to do next. And at its core, knowing what to do now and knowing what to do next is a confirmation that you know what's important to you. When you know what's important to you, you can make decisions quicker. If you subscribe to uh, the same philosophy that I do, that we don't know what we don't know, 
whenever we make more decisions in a day, statistically, we'll be more successful because under the context of my faith, that there's something bigger than me, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, and that source loves me more than my mom, which makes me an incredible resource, then if every decision I make is in my best interest, think about this. Faith is derived from knowing not thinking, but believing and feeling that every decision I make is in my best interest. Will it result in pain, mistakes, failures, and setbacks? Absolutely. But as an infinite source, an omniscient and all-knowing source, it's absolutely in my best interest. So that if we're not prioritizing, if we don't have that great confirmation of knowing what to do now and knowing what to do next and being able and capable of understanding that we have a well-developed plan for today, But even more importantly, we have our prioritization of what's important to us so that when God laughs at our plan to give us a new plan, one which is of protection and promotion, a better plan than the one that we came up with, then our statistical success is derived from how many decisions can we make in a day because uh, the only thing that determines when we will find out what a great decision it is, is time. And you could take all day, all month, and all year to make a decision, and it still will take a certain amount of time until you see the protection and promotion or the light, the love, and the lessons in that decision. In the short term, all decisions may appear to be genius. In the short term, all decisions may seem to be tragic, or all decisions may seem to be neutral, non-impactful, of no consequence. But I think it's important to understand that all decisions made are to protect and promote you, to learn lessons, to find light, and to find love. And so the more decisions we make and the better our systems are to be efficient, effective, and statistically successful in a shorter amount of time, in other words, the speed in which we learn the lessons, find the light and the love, is a direct impact into our lives. And all of them are effectuated by one simple confirmation of prioritization. Prioritization is the antidote to procrastination as well as feeling overwhelmed. And the one that frustrates me most is those people that feel overwhelmed do not appreciate, acknowledge, and ask for more because they don't realize that feeling overwhelmed is a product or a byproduct of abundance. You cannot feel overwhelmed unless you have more than enough, more than enough opportunities, options, and touches of favor that unfortunately paralyze us in the decision-making process and the prioritization process. When you know what to do now and know what to do next, it means you know what you want today in a trajectory of what you think you want and giving the correct meaning to the inflection points defining moments of your past in order to accelerate, compound, and aggregate that trajectory that you think you want in the future. Pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes will indicate to you a better place, a better position. Therefore, it is crucial that you take on a prioritization process of what is important to you, who you can help, who can help you, and how best to get that done using time as a dependent variable and lenses within the context of that time of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in order to accelerate, aggregate, and compound your behaviors to progress in a trajectory of where you think you want to be. This is one of my biggest takeaways of my life. 
and I appreciate that you have learned it as well. I hope everyone was taking notes, if it resonated with you, on how to prioritize, but even more importantly, how important it is to prioritize so you don't procrastinate or feel overwhelmed, knowing what's important to you, who you can help, who can help you, and how best to get that done.